Amen, amen. Good morning. How many of you are ready to put the devil under your feet this year? All right, well, let's go home. That's all the excitement we're going to have. How many of you are ready to put the devil under your feet this year? Hey, there we go. Amen, amen. just want to welcome everyone here. Amen. If you would, just look around you and wave to somebody on the side of you. Let them know you're glad to see them here today. Amen. Good to be in the house of the Lord. We want to welcome all those watching on Facebook. How about we all shout to those watching on Facebook and say hello on three. Ready? One, two, three. Hello. Hey. All right. Now, I don't know if they only heard me because of the mic. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but we just want to welcome everyone. We just want to remind everyone, uh, as we're in phase two of reopening, uh, continue to use the hand sanitizers provided at the door, promoting social distance protocols. And also, on Sunday mornings, we will not be running the church van until we get back in the phase three. Uh, so just want to remind everybody of that. But we also want to say Happy New Year to everyone, right? All right. Happy New Year. Let's put, give a hand clap to the Lord. 2020 is gone. We're in 2021. And guess what? We can't do anything about 2020, but we can make a difference in 2021. And that's what my message is today about making a difference in 2021 in our lives. Amen. So happy new year to everyone there. I just want to remind you, speaking of calendars in the back, we have our uh, CFC church calendars uh, for 2021. Uh, we're in January now, so if you want to pick up your second calendar, you're more than welcome to do that, but everyone's welcome to have one. Uh, it's in Spanish and English. It has uh, verses there, uh, so if you want to learn Spanish, you, you could uh, do that. I'm going to have to try that out on Sister Denora, see how my Spanish is, but she tells me I hardly speak English, so... Uh, just want to remind us. So again, just want to remind everyone, stay connected and up to date uh, online. Uh, we have this QR code that uh, he'll be putting up here, and you'll notice it in your bulletin, that little emblem there. If you take your phone uh, camera and you scan that, it'll take you to open a browser in your phone, as long as you have Wi-Fi. And it'll give you quick links to access to the church website, to the church Facebook. Those of you watching live right now or on Facebook, it'll have a quick link to prayer requests uh, where you can listen to online sermons also, where you can give online, and it also to YouTube. So go to all those, subscribe to them, like them, give us a thumbs up. Uh, those watching online right now, give a thumbs up so Facebook spreads it around and more people could uh, watch our message this morning. Amen? So I just want to remind everybody about that. Also tonight, our uh, New Generations Children's Church, ages 6 through 11 at 7 p.m. tonight, will be live streaming their service from this morning. Well, I don't guess it's live streaming, but uh, <laughs> they're filming it. Kids can be in there, but uh, they also play it. So if you're not here today, you're out, and don't let your kids miss service, amen, just because you're not able to be here, amen. Uh, again, I uh, just want to remind everyone, Wednesday evenings right now are going to be uh, postponed until we get to phase three in reopening. We just want to do a little bit uh, trying to keep this virus. We're not walking in fear, but we just want to, you know, uh, use caution and things like that. Again, using hand sanitizers and social distancing. So uh, besides that, we just want to wish everyone a happy birthday. If you're having a birthday between now and next Sunday, raise your hand. We want to just tell you happy birthday. Brother Mark, happy birthday to you right up here. Happy birthday. I, I thought I seen somebody else. Mason, you're having a birthday? You want to have a birthday? Hey, if they get you a cake, call me. I'll go. <laughs> Amen. Anyone else? All right. 
Anyone online, happy birthday. We want to wish you happy birthday. If anyone having a, a wedding anniversary between now and next Sunday, raise your hand. All right, no one. All right, if you're, you are online, we just want to wish you a happy anniversary. Amen. So as we get ready this morning to receive our tithes and offerings, when you take your offering out and get ready to receive this morning, first of all, I want to let you know how you can give. Um, you can send it to, uh, go to welcometocfc.com, and uh, there's online giving there, secure. You could give online. Or you could mail it to Post Office Box 1427, La Rose, Louisiana, 70373. Or the best way we like you to give is to be here with us. Amen. We got plenty of room. Uh, we're not close to 75%, so come on out to church uh, and worship the Lord with us this year. So if you would, just uh, stand to our feet right now as we uh, read our scriptures for this morning. Offering Malachi 310. I'm going to read from the Amplified Version this week. It says, bring all the tithes, the whole tenth of your income to the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and prove me now by it, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open up the windows of heaven for you and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And Deuteronomy 8, uh, 28, 8 says, the Lord shall command the blessing upon you in your storehouse and in all that you undertake. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. Take your offering in your right hand and hold it up and repeat after me. Say, as I give in today's offering, I stand on God's promises that the Lord will cause his blessings to come upon me as the windows of heaven are open. Open over my life today all the windows of blessings and supernatural resources. Let it be more than I can handle. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So what we're going to do, as Sister Alyssa begins praying, we ask you to come out, you, uh, your seats, bring your offering. We've got three baskets up in the front. Place it in there and just make your way back to your seats. Amen. Come on up and give to the Lord. ready to worship the Lord this morning. Amen. 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 We're going to have our call to worship this morning. What I want to do uh, for January of 2011, we're going to be reading from the message paraphrase, Psalms 100, beginning in verse 1. It says, on your feet now and applaud God. Let's do that right now. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. It says, bring a gift of laughter. Sister Hazel, that's your cue. When I read that, I said, that's Sister Hazel. Bring a gift of laughter. Sing yourselves into his presence. Yes. Know this, God is God. Amen. Know this, God is God. In January, whether the Republicans or Democrats raise their throne, remember, his throne reigns above all. Amen. We trust him, and that's it. Amen. 
He says, God is God. He made us. We didn't make him. We're his people, his well-tended sheep. Enter with the password, the key to get in with thank you. Make yourselves at home, talking praise, thank him, worship him. For God's is sheer beauty and all generous in love, loyal always and ever. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Father, we just come here to worship you this morning. And Father, I'd ask that you move by your spirit in this place today, Father, as we come to worship you, Father. Father, I pray that each and every one, Father God, would feel your presence here today that's in this building, that is watching online, that you have your way in this place today, that hearts be changed, that eyes be opened, ears be opened to hear the truth of the gospel. Father, if there's anyone in the sound of my voice that does not know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, we pray that today their eyes would be opened and they would receive Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty and precious name, and everyone says... Amen. Let's put our hands together and worship the Lord. There is a light that burns in the darkness. Washes the fear away. There is a peace that settles around us. It is your love that sets our heart ablaze. Father, we're on our knees with every Father, we're crying out, Spirit, we need you now, glorious love surrounds us, Lord, come and fill this place.
search the world but it couldn't fill me bands empty praise and treasures for faith and ever and now and you came along put me back together Hearing your love, praise you, Jesus. Oh, there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you. Oh, there's nothing. Nothing is better than you. I'm not afraid.
It's going before you. 
said I'm going before you I'm going before you Cause I am for you I am for you I am for you I am for you Don't believe a lie That I'm not for you Cause I'm not against you said, I am always, I am always for you. I'm always a step ahead of you. I go before you. I go before you to prepare a place. I'm going before you to prepare a place. I'm not against you. I know it's best for you. I know it's best for you. Just trust me. Just trust me. I am for you. I am for you. I am for you. I prophesy that to some of you today. He is for you.
children uh, three four and five to their class amen i'm excited about a word this morning that the god god gave me uh concerning 2021 and it's about making a change making a difference in 2021 uh 2020 seems like we're kind of in our lives uh you know everything shut down and things like this but we're gonna we know that god is a faithful god he is a God who can do more, who is able to do more than we could even ask or imagine. And I believe God's going to do great things this year in our lives. As we uh, come to the point of today, I hope we get to see something that's been hiding right in front of you, that for lots of people has been hiding right in front of their eyes their whole time. You know what the number one question is uh, if you, people want to know? is why are we here? Why did God create me? What's the purpose? I'm living my life, but what, what, why am I still on? Why do I wake up every morning? Can I tell you, you wake up every morning because God's not through with you yet? God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And can I tell you, maybe today we could get a revelation of what God's purpose and will is for our life that's maybe been there the whole time that we just haven't seen? Have you ever heard of hiding something in plain sight? Right? The Bible says that the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers. That they can't see the very truth that's in front of them. And I think uh, God gave me a word for us uh, today and this year as the bo a body of believers. If we could begin to see what we're here for. And it'll totally change your life. Amen. So let's just go to the Lord in prayer as we get started here today. Father, I just come to you this morning. Father, I lift this entire service up to you right now. Father, as we get ready to look into your word, Father, I just pray, Father God, that we could see clearly today, Father God, the purpose of each and every one of our lives, Father, as we enter into 2021 this year, that this year would come, that we would make a difference this year in this world, Father God, for your kingdom. Father, I just pray that every blind eye be open to the spiritual truths today. I pray that every deaf ear be open to the spiritual truths of your word today. I pray that every mind can comprehend the truth of your word today, Father God. And I, most of all, I pray that every heart be open to receive your word today. In Jesus' mighty and precious name we pray. And everyone says, Amen, Amen. How many of you re uh, remember the 80s pretty good? I remember Donna Summer? She sang a song, I'm So Excited. And I just can't hide it. That's how I feel this morning. Now, you know she stole that line from Paul in the Bible. When he, when he said, look, I just can't help myself about sharing the gospel. Right? I just can't help. I'm so excited about what God, I believe God wants to do. That, that, that this, it doesn't matter what COVID is doing and everything else. Once you realize your purpose in life and why you're here, you got it. 
So I, I gave two sheets of papers out today. Uh, don't panic. That's not going to make me preach twice as long. I usually give one set of notes. But the very first one that says Christian Fellowship Church, uh, uh, they're in the back there. If you didn't get them, you're more welcome to go, hurry up and run and grab you them. Uh, is something to put on your refrigerator possibly today. You could put on uh, for the rest of the year. And it, it, it's talking about Christian Fellowship Church our goals, values, what we do. And we're, again, we're, we're doing Vision 2021 that we could see things that we need to see. All right? Uh, and my message today is going to tie into this vision, and, and I'll show you how everything ties together. It's, it's like gears that all come together. They all work together. And you need all these things because if one toot's missing, guess what? It don't run so smooth. So, so we see all these things. So your very first page, I want you to... Uh, Take out that says Christian Fellowship Church, and we're going to get to Vision 2021 here very shortly. I'm going to go through this pretty quick. It says, the, the very first thing is the great commandment. Notice what the great commandment is not. It's not the great suggestion. There's a difference between a commandment and a suggestion. A suggestion says, if you want to, go ahead. But a commandment is, this is what you are to do. And I believe Jesus was uh, asked the question, what's the greatest commandment? And it starts off this way, uh, in Matthew 22, 37 through 40. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. Again, those of you that are here with us know that I always teach about original creation. God created Adam first before he created Eve, and God established a relationship with Adam before he created Eve because God is a God of order and priorities, and he's letting Adam know for the human race, your first relationship you need in your life, your most important relationship that everything else flows off of is your relationship with God, that you need a relationship with God. And then he, Jesus says, the first is, is the... And is the is, uh, First and greatest commandment is that. Verse 39, then he says, the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law of the prophets hang on these two commandments. So in other words, the whole Bible is wrapped around those two commandments. Love the Lord God first, that relationship, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Now, you see, people know how, most people know how to love themselves, but they don't know how to love the neighbor. And can I even, let's back up even that. Even some people struggle with loving themselves. You see, a, a few weeks ago, I done a message called My Identity. And it talked that you're very special. Remember this? That fingerprint that God made you special and unique. You're the only one he gave that to. Because he has a special purpose for you. And until you have that relationship with God, loving God and knowing that, sometimes we struggle with loving ourselves. So if I don't even like myself, how am I supposed to express God's love to someone else? When I can't even... So it all begins with loving God, knowing who you are, your identity in Christ, and then it is to love your neighbor as yourself. Right? So again, I don't want to get caught up in this. We're going to come back to all these things. Then the Great Commission, meaning what we are to do. Mark 16, 15, he says, Go into all the world 
and preach the gospel to all creation. And I want to break down this scripture a little later on this morning because I think sometimes we miss the thing of where it says all the world. We, we think about the globe, we think about all that, and we think, oh, well, we've got to send missionaries, I can't go. We're going to come back to that later this morning because I've got a new take on that for you this morning. Matthew 28, uh, 18 uh, through 20, Jesus says this. Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Uh, verse 19 says, Therefore, the first thing you are, you are to do, priorities, go make disciples of all nations. In other words, believers, followers, sharing the gospel. The second thing you are to do is baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we talk about that on many occasions, and I don't want to get caught up here. Uh, Verse 20, and it says, the third thing is teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So you, you, you become born again, you get water baptized because Jesus commands us to, didn't he? The third thing is you spend the rest of your life maturing as a Christian. You never stop growing. You never stop. Our bellies never stop growing. We can't let our spirits stop growing, right? (laughs) So (coughs) these are the the basic scriptures that we base everything on that every church should be based on. It's not about programs. It's not about doing all kinds of things. It's we have to base our, our self, our church, our beliefs on what God tells us to. So our mission statement, CFC mission statement, is to lead men to salvation. To lead men to salvation through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Guess what? If we don't do that, if we're not accomplishing that as a church or in our lives with other people we're doing, we're just wasting time. Right? What What good is it to gain the whole world but forfeit your soul? So you may be gaining all these things, but if you're not leading people to salvation, accepting the Lord as your personal Savior, it's all for naught. And he says, and then we say, then to spiritual maturity, because you're born again. It's like an infant. You become spiritually born again, and you need to grow in the character of Christ. And, and uh, through the teaching of his word. All right, that's where we we get that. So that's our mission statement. That's what we want to do. But how many of you know that uh, growing spiritually is a choice each person has to make? It doesn't happen automatically. It is something I have to choose to do. We we can't just, you know, like you sit in the pirog fishing and uh, you hope the tide takes you to the right point. You see the redfish at the, at the point over there, guess what you normally do? You're going to take the paddle, and you're going to paddle toward that point. Why? You're not going to just sit there and hope you arrive there. You know where you want to go. You know what you want to be, and you, you make strides to get there. Same with, with your relationship with the Lord. To grow in Him, it takes purpose. And I hope your goal this year is to be closer to Him at the end of 2021 than you are today. That, that's always our goal, to grow in Christ. So our goal and vision is to be a family church from infants to the elderly, ministering to the total family through their spirit, feeding you spiritually, your soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions, and your body. And sometimes we know that's why we have other meetings where we feed you physically. We want to minister to the whole body, spirit, soul, and body. 
That's what we want to do. <coughs> and how we do that, uh, oh, I thank my daughter Megan, who's done a great job on our pictures in the back in the foyer, if you haven't noticed. But they're not just decorations. They're steps. I don't, I don't know if you notice them, but as you go and notice them next time, the first thing says, connect. The first step in any person's life is to connect with God and his family. In other words, to know God. Connect with God. How many of you know that this microphone right here is a microphone? It exists. But look. Hello, hello. Well, you're hearing this one. How many of you know that this microphone exists, but it does no good unless it's plugged into the right power supply? I need to connect with God because God causes everything that I can be to come into existence. I become born again. And the second thing, uh, again, it says, and with, with his family, because guess what? If you're born again, you belong to the family of God. The third thing, the second thing in our step in your life is once you connect to God, because if you don't connect with God, you're powerless, you're existing, but you have no use. If we never put a battery in this thing, we have no use for it. It, it, it does it accomplishes nothing. So once it connects to the power supply, does it become good? So we connect with God, we are spiritually born again. Then the next thing, as Jesus commanded after you baptized to learn to obey his commands, is we grow in Christ's character. We grow. We need, how many of you know if you're growing a plant, what you have to do? You have to water it, fertilize it, take care of it. That's what makes it grow. I, uh, I planted some tomato plants last year, and I think if I would have sprayed Roundup on them, they would have grew better than the way they did. <laughs> I, I had no luck growing. I got a brown thumb when it comes to gardening. I can make grass grow all over the place. I, I don't know why, but you know, where I don't want grass to grow, it grows all over. But it, what I want to grow, it doesn't. So growing in God's character, again, when you grow in God's character is where you're going to find freedom in your life. And I'm going to Again, my notes are going to reference all this back in a few minutes. <clears throat> the next thing is to serve. To serve in God's church, to serve God's family, to serve God's people. This is where you discover your purpose. You, you find your purpose. How many of you know, how many of you want to be like Jesus? Jesus says, I did not come to be served, but I came to serve. Can I say it? I wasn't going to say this, but this morning I thought about it this way. That sometimes we get deceived, you know, and serving in, in the church and doing things. And, and we get this mentality, which we think is a good mentality. And in a way it is, is, man, I don't want to miss a service. I want to be in every service that I could hear the word of God in my life and doing these things. And I could be more like God. But I'm not serving. Do, do I sound more like Adam and Eve or more like Jesus? What Adam and Eve was focused on? Them. Jesus says, I didn't come to be served, I came to serve. Now, the reason we have things, uh, serves, uh, people serving in all these things, uh, and things like our nursery, we, we try to just have them when they're once a month because we do believe you need to sit down in regular services. But you can't just stuff yourself and not give out. You see, if I want to truly be like Jesus... I have to serve. Think about that. As long as I'm just sitting down, feed me, 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 
Is that the character of Christ? Was Christ just a me, 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 me? No. It's about serving. Then let, let's go on to the next thing. The last thing here is to share. Is to share God's message. In other words, to make an eternal difference in this world. To share God's message. So these are the steps we believe uh, tied in with the great commandment and, and things. What, what happens is the first thing a person needs to do is be born again. Connect with God and his family. Then I begin to grow in God's character. Then I begin to serve in God's church helping others. And then I begin to share God's message. That's how it all works. And our, our, our motto here is serving God by serving people. Serving God by serving people. How did Jesus serve his father? By doing the will of his father so his people would be serving and have a relationship with him. So we're going to come back and forth to that page. Don't pick up that page. Put that on your refrigerator so you know what it is. Uh, <clears throat> What our vision and goals things here is for Christian Fellowship Church. But our vision 2021, and you're going to see everything ties back to that page we just talked about. <clears throat> and I want to start this morning with Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. And we're, we're talking vision 2021. I want you to know that Jesus came not to condemn the world, but to save the world. Jesus came to fix our broken life. And I think sometimes we think when things aren't going the way we want them to, we think we're losing. Oh, God, why does it seem like that the bad's always winning? You know, there was uh, 11 guys in the Bible that said, oh, man, we were following this Jesus guy. And then last week we seen him nailed to a cross. And they put him in a tomb. Why does evil always win? Was evil winning? No. It was God making a way for each and every one of us. You see, sometimes it doesn't make sense what we're seeing. But that's why we are to walk by faith and not by sight. Because what I see in this world doesn't make any sense at all. 2020 is a perfect example of that. But we walk by faith, not by sight. And this is why, this scripture. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine, according to not our power, not the government's power, according to his power. Why, why his power? But we got to be plugged in. According to his power, that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all, say that word, all generations forever and ever. God is still with us. He is still there. His, the, that song said it, the kingdoms rise and fall, His throne reigns forever. So, finding our purpose. Why are we here? What's hiding in plain sight of us this whole time? 
have you ever gotten a compliment? I was thinking about this. Why do we like to be complimented? Because it makes us feel good like we're making a difference. Think about that. When, when someone compliments you, oh, you've done such a great job of that, or that, why do you feel so good? Because you feel you've made a difference. You see, we are here to make a difference. You're not here just to survive. You're not here just waiting for Jesus to come back. You're here to make a difference. And, and that's our purpose that I want to talk about today. We're here to make a difference. And, and uh, look, look what uh, Acts 17.21, this ties back to the word connect, connecting with God and his family. It says, for in who? In him we live and move and have our being or have our purpose, some translation says. In him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets that says, we are his offspring. We, we connect with him. In him we are his offspring. We're all his children. We're connecting with God and his family. But only in him, only once I connect to him can I find purpose in life. See, my purpose is not found in my job. My purpose isn't found anywhere else except in him. When I'm serving him and connected to him, that's when I'll find, because it's in him we find our purpose. That's the only place you'll find it, is in him. Proverbs 29, 18 says this, where there is no revelation, People cast off restraints. In other words, people do whatever they do whatever they want to do. When there is no revelation, but blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. Blessed is the one uh, where the, where there is no revelation. People struggle, and when you don't realize what you're created for. When it has not been revealed to you, it's, it's like a, a present. It exists. We exist. But you don't know what it is until you tear the wrapping paper off. We know it's a gift. We know we're Christian. But God wants to rip that wrapping paper off so you could see your purpose in life, what you're here for, to know why, to reveal to you. Revealing is to find that something that you once did not know all of a sudden, you can, I was blind, but now I see. The God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers. Although everything God does is clearly in front of them, they cannot see yet until it is revealed through the Holy Spirit to them. What, what, by connecting to God and being born again. And it says, blessed is the one who heeds wisdom. And I'm going to take you back again to a week before last where it says, heeds wisdom's instruction. Go back online and watch my message of wise men still seek him. That wise men still seeking him. We were talking about the birth of Jesus. Uh, this was our Christmas service. And there was three key things that we see there. And I mentioned again that this was the first recorded time uh, of when people met, when man met Jesus. Besides his mother and father and, and, and things like that. Okay? 
And it's these three wise men, important men, magi, called wise men. And we see that I believe God was laying down our instructions for our life in what they do once you meet Jesus. And the first thing it says that they humbled themselves before him. How many of you know that it's pride that comes before fall? The, the very first thing Satan done was r- raise himself up. God kicked him out of heaven. Adam and Eve, oh, you could be more like God. Pride came up. And we see these three wise, important businessmen uh, could have been of royalty. They were educated. And back then, most of the educated people were tied back to the royal families and things like that. So they were very important. But they, need, they came and humbled themselves before a child. Then it says they worshipped him. And, and that's what I told you. This year we need a spirit of humility and a spirit of worship. You see, they worshipped him for who he was. He had not died on the cross. He had not done any miracle. They worshipped him because who he was. And too many times Christians today want to worship God if you do something for me. God, if only you would do this, I'd be a lot closer to you. If only this miracle would happen. But we see these wise men humbling themselves. Why is it humble? Humbling means that I know I need God's help. I can't make it on my own. I need to connect with God. I've tried it on my own. It ain't working. That's right, it won't work. You could try all you want, but it, you, it'll never go nowhere. It's, it's like paddling on one side of the P-Rog. You're just going to keep going on circles. But worshiping him before he went to the cross, worshiping him before he done any miracle. And then the third thing we talked about in that message was a spirit of generosity where it says that they gave of themselves. They gave from their treasures. And I'm not not just talking about financially, but the Bible says where your heart is there, your treasures will be also. And that talked about them coming and giving their treasures. In other words, they were giving him their heart. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Again, giving a generosity, a, a, a spirit of serving. For God so loved the world that he what? Gave. Jesus did not come to be served, but to serve, giving of himself. Then, let me, let me wet my whistle. It's dry. Now, John 8, 32. Again, we talked about when we grow in God's character, we find freedom. Uh, Very familiar verse of Scripture, and I mentioned this a few weeks ago in one of the other messages. It says this. Jesus says, you will do what? Know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now, I I mentioned this, and this is where we got to catch. You see, a lot of times we just focus on the last part. But you don't realize you have to have the first part for the last part to be true. Oh, the truth will set you free. Not if you don't know it. I wasn't saved my whole life. Jesus had died 2,000 years ago. He is the way, the truth, and the life. But I didn't know the truth, so I wasn't free. See, once I get a revelation of the truth, 
that truth will then set me free. The truth's always been there. The truth's there. It's once a revelation of the truth comes to us. See, uh, my whole life I thought I was going up and I thought I was going to heaven. But I didn't realize that I needed a Savior. I thought I was going because I was a pretty good guy, a nice guy. Wasn't mean. I went to church pretty faithfully. Raised in church, gone. But you know what? One day it was revealed to me in my spirit that you can't make it on your own. You have to humble yourself. Spirit of humility before Jesus. And realize you need, Jesus says with man it's impossible about salvation. The only way to, unless you are born again, you will not see the kingdom of God. So it's not just the truth will set you free, is I have to have a revelation of the truth to set me free. And this is what I want you to realize today as, as we begin with purpose, talking about is, is hopefully you will know the truth today about your purpose and not knowing the truth about your purpose will set you free in this life. Look at Matthew sixteen fifteen and 17. It says this. Jesus is asking disciples because many people were saying Jesus was John the Baptist, a prophet, saying all kind of things because they seen him. They seen the truth. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. They had seen him. They seen him walking around. They seen all these things, but they had not had a revelation of the truth. That's why they were saying, hey, he's John the Baptist. He's this, he's that. He's just a good teacher. And Jesus asked them, what about you? Who do you say I am, Simon Peter? You are the Messiah, the anointed one, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, uh, son of Jonah, for this was not what? Revealed, a revelation. This, this was not revealed to you by flesh on your own, but by my father in heaven. You see, you have come, Simon, you have come to a revelation that you are seeing what is right there in front of everybody else. You are seeing Jesus, the Son of God, and everyone else is seeing Him, but they do not see Him as the Messiah. You see, but He is the Messiah. He is the truth. But they were not set free because they did not know the truth, although the truth was there. (coughs) Now, let me try and bring this together more here. You were created on purpose for a purpose. Can I help you with that? You were created on purpose. Let, let's preach to this side a little while. I've been wearing this side out. Hey, Kev, how y'all doing? You were created on purpose for a purpose. Your identity. You did not surprise God when your mom went into labor and he's where in the world did that person come from? He knew, God says that he knew you before he formed you in your mother's womb. It's God who created, God who forms you in the womb. Amen, amen to that. So what I need you to understand is I think a lot of people, when they keep thinking in their mind, I don't know what what my purpose here is on earth, they kind of tie it into their occupation. Your occupation isn't your purpose, it's what you do. Uh, can I say this? I don't even think God really cares what your occupation is. 
as long as it's not a sinful <laughs> type of lifestyle. Because your occupation is not your purpose. Your occupation is where you're at and what you do. See, and, and that's where people say, I don't know if I should do this. I... And let, let's tie this together here. I want you to notice the first recorded words of Jesus when he was 12 years old. Now, the first recorded words, uh, you know, it's not Gaga Google, not when he was a baby. He was 12 years old where before the Bible, his incarnate Christ, once he, the word became flesh, his first recorded words, who, who remembers that, that Mary and Joseph go to the uh, Passover festival and they're headed back home. There's the second or third day on their way home and they realize we lost Jesus. <laughs> think about that. We lost Jesus. Uh, you, think, you think when they realized this, she said, oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. I, found, I can't find Jesus. <laughs> Can you say <laughs> But watch what the 12-year-old Jesus, who is our example, says. Why are you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know? Hasn't it been revealed to you yet? I had to be about be in my father's house, or that word house actually translates also business. That I didn't you know I am here on purpose, for a purpose? Didn't you know I am here for my father's business and none other? And then it goes on to say in verse 50. But they did not what? understand what he was saying to them. You see, Jesus as a 12-year-old knew what he was here for. His parents, although had some revelation of it, they didn't get the whole revelation of it until later. Now, so Jesus knows he's there. His first recorded words is, don't you know I'm supposed to be about my father's business? How many of you know that I believe God is a God of order and he does things in order for things? And I believe just as in the garden he was establishing relationship with God first uh, with man in life, I believe the first recorded words of Jesus is, don't you know we are to be here about my father's business? That's why we're here. We're here on purpose for a purpose. How many of you remember the last words Jesus spoke before he died on the cross? It is finished. It is done. It is, in other words, he's saying, Father, I've finished my purpose. You think that's coincidence that that's his first and last words? And he came to be an example for us? You see, I woke up today because my purpose is still not finished. You are created on purpose for a purpose. Ooh, come on down to some. I'm so excited. You see, Joseph was a carpenter. Jesus worked as a carpenter with Joseph. Right? So was being a carpenter Jesus' purpose? That was his occupation. Has nothing to do with his purpose. See, your occupation has nothing to do with your 
purpose. It's where you're at. And so many people get that mixed up. Oh, God, I don't know what, what I'm here for. I don't know if I should be working here, there, or there. It doesn't matter. That's not your purpose. That's your occupation. Ephesians 2.10 says this. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do what? To do good works, which God did what? prepared in advance for us to do. God has works for you to do. Not just good works, but He has a purpose. He created you in Christ Jesus. You connected with, with God through uh, the salvation of Jesus Christ, created in Christ Jesus, to do a purpose. The purpose that God has for you to do. And this is what I want you to understand today. <coughs> Too many Christians today are just surviving and not fulfilling their purpose they created for. Too many Christians are just hanging on there. God, please come back. Jesus, please come back soon. If only I could hang on till then. I'm existing, but that's all I'm doing. I'm hanging in there, but that's all I'm doing. Look what John 10.10 10 says. The thief comes only to what? Steal? kill and destroy. But Jesus says, I have come that you may have life, salvation, connecting with God, uh, existing. But he didn't stop there. He didn't say, I have come just so you could be saved. He says, I have come that you may have life, but life to the full. Can I tell you, too many Christians are living a life less than what Christ has paid for. You didn't hear me. Christ did not die on the cross just for you to be saved and hanging on for dear life for the rest of your life. He came and paid for you to live a life of peace, joy, and, and prosperity and everything in this world. Following the plan that God has for you. Don't settle for less than what Christ paid for. Let's, let's explain this a little bit more. <coughs> It says that he came to kill. The enemy came to kill. He caused Adam and Eve to sin. Right? Brought sin into life. Killing bring physical, uh, spiritual death, which physical death also later on. But Jesus came so we could, with our sciences, connect back with God and his family. Jesus died on the cross so that we can have salvation. So Jesus paid for that we won't be killed. We, we can live. That, I love the way the Bible says that even though he dies, he lives. He came so that we could be saved. But then, that, again, that, that's not just so we could exist. Notice what he goes on to say. Uh, the enemy comes to steal. What does he come to steal? Your joy, your peace, your happiness... All that he wants to steal from you. But Jesus says, but I've paid for you to have it. The Bible says, my peace I give you. Not like the world gives. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And you see, if you're not walking in peace, love, and joy, it doesn't mean you don't have issues in life and things going around in life, but if you can't walk in peace, in joy, and things, guess what? You're not living the life that Jesus paid for you to live. 
What else did he come to do? He came to kill, steal, and destroy. Well, guess what? Jesus paid for your life not to be destroyed, that your marriage wouldn't be destroyed, that your family wouldn't be destroyed, that your purpose would not be destroyed. See, Satan can't unsave you, but if he could just have you live and not live to the full, that's his next best option. If he could have you just hanging on and hoping I'll make it and, uh, you know, I- I'm not leading anybody to the Lord. I'm not serving anywhere, not helping anything. I'm not helping move forward. You know why this world, this United States is the way it is? I think the church has been quite too long. And there's too many people that have not been sharing the gospel with anybody. So we got a whole nation full of lost people that, that, that again, they, they haven't had the revelation that they need to connect with God. And they've thrown off restraints and they're living for themselves. The way they want to live. Facebook might throw us in jail for that. But you see, the enemy came to steal, to kill, and destroy your purpose. But my Bible tells me we are more than conquerors in Christ. I can do all things in Christ. You see, I don't want to, I don't want to live 2021 surviving just life i want to live my life for what jesus paid for me to have that i could have my freedom that i could have my joy that i could have my peace that he's not going to destroy my family my marriage or my purpose because i am more than a conqueror in christ so 2021 how can we make it count how can we make it count uh uh john 17 20 17 18 says this Jesus says, as you have sent me into the world, talking to the Father, as you have sent me into the world, 12 years old, he says, didn't you know I'm supposed to be about my father's business? I'm here 